0: there are some things you simply do not think about in your 20s at the moment me and Verity are doing a bit of reflection about turning 30 and so we're going to talk about all the things that you think about in your 30s that you probably were just like oblivious to in your 20s so tune in to hear what we're thinking about and also to let us know what you are thinking about Welcome to Free and Figuring It Out, the podcast all about being authentically single in your 30s, hosted by Sherelle Griffith and Berity Brown. Hello lovely ladies, today we are going to be talking about birthdays, 30s, 20s, what it feels like to get older, what changes in our minds we get older because uh, this week it was Verity's birthday, and a few weeks ago it was my birthday. So it's been birthday season in the free and figuring it out household. (laughs) So we thought it would be a nice time to think about how we are changing a bit as we're getting older. Hopefully we're getting older and wiser, hopefully. Um, And it might be just some things for people who are around our age to think how they're, have they got similar thoughts? Maybe you're younger and you're thinking, oh, I'm never going to think about these things. Or maybe you're older and now even wiser and you might even have some things that we should be thinking about now before we hit our 40s. So who knows?
1: (laughs) Yeah, well, this kind of was sparked by me staring in the mirror after not being to a hairdresser for probably four months and seeing lots of grey hairs. And just being like, do I really care? Like, I can't work it out do I really care about them anymore? Am I happy to just let them be? Or do I want to cover them up? Because I think the thing is, we're both quite young at heart and I am very lucky that I, I don't think either of us look our age. No. But a grey hair is a real, <laughs> a real indicator of age. And I'm a bit like, I'm in this place where I'm like, is, is it ready? Am I ready to release that? Am I ready to admit that I am? You know, well, 33 now, and you know, inching forward towards the mid 30s, and it's it's a funny one. Do you think? Do you? I don't think you have grey hairs,
0: do you? I have like I've got a few, but I feel like I actually got a few quite early, if that made sense. Okay. And I do dye my hair anyway, so this is not my mm. natural colour. So, I think actually be quite interesting if I let my hair really grow like I literally would have no idea now how many I have if that makes sense because yeah yeah many diets I've not seen it but I think it's that thing a bit about like age and um great like aging gracefully I suppose and that idea of like you know I do have a few friends I have a friend who has a specific like gray stripe in her hair and for ages she was always like dying and stuff and then she just was like no I just can't be bothered I'm done like it's just a part of getting older and is it worth all the stress and the time and then like always being on top of it when really is it that important who knows
1: yeah and I suppose it it deals with it depends on how you feel how much it affects your confidence but it just got me thinking I thought I wonder what else I think about in my 30s that I didn't in my 20s you know that have come up to like the, the top of, of the the priority list or you know the concern list that just weren't there yeah. in the 20s and so that's why we thought we'd have this this conversation today
0: So one of the things i actually been thinking about recently which is the opposite so how you were like oh my grey hair should I cover it should I not is I don't think I need to take more care of my hair because I, I've never really taken care of my hair um, and I've been like oh that's something you do when you're like sensible and old <laughs> And I'm like, I should like do a deep treatment every month. And i actually like, I haven't got my hair cut professionally ever. I've never been to a hairdresser. What? Yeah.
1: What? 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 <laughs> oh I mean, my God.
0: And I'm <laughs> like, maybe that's something I should do now I'm in my 30s. And.
1: <laughs> Is that because of the style of hair you have? And it's difficult to find someone who can deal with your hair? Or?
0: Yeah. So I think, well, I think it's mainly because I just hadn't ever made the effort to educate myself about my hair. So um, I'm mixed race for anyone who's not actually seen a picture of me anywhere. Um, my um, like background is um, I have some grandparents from the Caribbean, from Af- Africa and then from England. So I'm properly all over the shop and my hair texture is not the same as my dad or my mum's. And therefore, no one really knew what to do. No one really taught me what to do with my hair, like from a family perspective growing up. And yeah, I think in, since moving to London, I've probably... Been more conscious of it. Um, now I live in Croydon, which is like a really um like has a high population of uh, people from African and Caribbean descent. So there's lots of black hair shops. There's lots of mm. salons you can go to and stuff. But then also I've just been really scared of getting it cut because I think it's in such bad shape that they're going to cut off so much that I'm like going to cry. But yeah, it's definitely been like a bit of a learning curve since I moved into the space of YouTube. To be honest, since like the, when I started making YouTube videos and I would go to events, there was a lot of like curly hair youtubers and then people started to talk I started to talk to people and I was like oh I probably should look after my hair a little bit more so yeah there's definitely something since I'd say yeah the last two years so end of 20 29 30 that I'd been really like oh I should look after it but I think that's also a bit about like you were saying I think it's about you starting to think about what parts of you important and like longevity i suppose a bit more like not just thinking like oh it's all gonna be fine i don't need to look after it and everything like our body is unfortunately getting older not unfortunately getting older every day but realistically it's getting worn it's getting used it's like we do have to look after it and i was saying to someone recently like we'd all if you have a car you're it every year and you know there's so many things like that that like you check regularly if it's like mechanical or physical or something yet for some reason we're not quite the same with our bodies
1: yeah i I totally agree and and it is all those other little things that I think in your twenties may sound a bit boring and a bit um you know we don't think about that yet, but things like eye tests and ear tests and dentists and you know smear tests and all those lovely little things that that we we do and yeah they are a bit boring and whatever but we only get one set of everything and so I think in your 30s because most of us unfortunately have experienced you know death of someone close or you know heartbreak of some kind and it just makes you really reflect on how precious life is and so you start to think about those things a bit more Um, and the thing is I've always been on top of all those things so I'm contradicting myself now, but I know so many friends who just haven't been to the dentist for like seven years, no. or have never had a smear test, or and uh, yeah, it's I I do feel really blessed that it's something that I've been on top of, but then in the opposite sense, something that I haven't been on top of since you know being young is more like the money side, so the savings and the pension and the retirement plan and. I know this is totally your area. <laughs> yeah, Might
0: but I'm gonna been... say we're so opposite because I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, uh, I have I wear glasses and I probably wait a little bit too long. Like recently, I just got my. I've been like doing the tests. I've been doing the tests recently, and when I went to the eye test, I was thinking, oh, because I was sort of putting off probably because I didn't want to have to buy two new sets of glasses because I have like one reading, one sunglasses, and I think I just was a bit like, oh, and I hate choosing glasses. I find it really stressful, and I went and it was a really fit man that was doing the. <laughs> Oh my god, and they get so close. Yeah, well. I was like, listen, I've not been too close to a man for a long time. Don't get that close to me, though. <laughs> and um, he, went, it was fine, and actually, my glass, my sight hasn't got any worse. So actually, mm. I was like, good. But it's funny because he was like, do you wear your glasses like all the time? And I was like, no. He's like, yeah, because when you, he was like, even though your eyesight hasn't changed when you first came in, like I could tell you were squinting, and I was like, oh, and obviously that's not good for you. Like that's clearly mm. a similar strain in your eye. So I do think, uh, yeah, I'm definitely more of a. I will put things off a little bit longer. Like I'd be like, oh, we mentioned over two years, and it ends up being like two and a half, three. Do you know what I mean? Like it's on my list of things to do, and I never like make the time to go and do it. So yeah, anyone else out there who probably is a bit behind, do all those regular checkups. Like our body is more precious than a car. <laughs> that is the yeah. motto. <laughs>
1: Yeah. And you know what the other thing is we really do, If you know, for our British listeners, we really, really do need to like be blessed that we have a health service that we can go to for free and do all these things, you know, because there's so many places where you either have to pay loads or, you know, it's hard to access those facilities, but we literally have no excuses apart from laziness and can't be bothered. (laughs) So it's not, but good enough, ladies. If you're making those excuses, I'm telling you now, like, you need to start looking after yourself. Because, what well, you know, what I don't think I want women to do is look back and think, oh gosh, why didn't I do that 10 minute appointment? Yeah. You know, that would have told me that this was going to happen, or you know, I just i'm not i'm not a saint with my body at all i i need a, a stronger body i need to be healthier in in terms of the routine of my food and all those things but when it comes to those regular checks it's something that i've always been super kind of on it but going back to like the money you know. part which i said that for me my 20s was like yeah whatever i'll think about money when i'm older sort of thing um and i'm i'm just, probably still a teeny bit like that but um Cheryl when did you start like <laughs> thinking about like pensions and savings and investments and and all those things
0: so I think I I think you I'd just like to say I think you are the norm like I think for anyone before I like say my spiel I think I've spent a lot of time recently talking to a lot of women about money and there's a lot Especially like millennial women, there's a lot of talk about you know, I was having avocado on toast yesterday with my friends, and we were like, That's why no one's gonna buy a house. Like, you know, there is so much, but <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny. You know, there was a lot out there that says, You know, I was the generation that I, I went to uni, I came out with, you know, I don't know, 20 something ish in my student loan. I did a master's, so I had a 10 grand loan to do that that I had to pay back, I think, within 30 months after graduating. Oh yeah. So, you know, I, I had the debt that I was like, right, I've got to stop paying it off. And I've just been very fortunate that I've always been very money conscious. I've always been very mm-hmm. deliberate about stuff. Yeah, I paid off my 10 grand loan straight away, even though I actually didn't get, I think you had a month between graduating before you had to start paying it back. And I didn't actually end up having like a good. You know, you think, oh, I'm gonna have a masters, I'm gonna have a great job. No, I mean, I finished uni in 2009, I finished my masters in 2010. It's like so post the recession nightmare (laughs) that was like.
1: Yeah, we we graduated in the recession, didn't we? Yeah,
0: that literally, I had some job where I worked maybe I think it was like three days, and then I worked in a bar. Like, it was just, mm-hmm. I was scraping money together. But no, I have always had the mentality, like, no matter how much you're scraping together, always save and always save first. So you just left with what's left. Um, and so I've literally been a saver from, like, I think it's, I opened my bank account when I was 12 and I probably saved, I was like a girl that, like, got her holiday, birthday money and would, like, put it in the bank. <laughs> like, I'm just that person. Um, but in terms of more, like, on the pension and investing side of things, I think the first job that I had, Would like match was probably when I was 25 so that was like my first like management job and they were like if you put in this much we'll we'll match it and so I've always been conscious about always joining the scheme always opting in always matching it but nowadays what I think the problem is is then we all move jobs so before it was quite you know if you sort of just act together once and the company you worked at decided on your options you're probably fine now the problem we have is you move so I've got four pensions now and my big thing this year i'm like in the process of trying to find an advisor actually to help me to do the best thing has been how do you combine them all and i think that's actually the big education gap that we need to learn now which is no matter if you work if you're listening to this and you work and you work for a company that's going to match your contributions pay it like do not be stupid. You're just giving away free money. And even if it hurts you now, like trust me in the long run, it's going to be absolutely worth it. But I also want to put out, if you're someone that has a pension that's sitting somewhere, like there's lots of people that we move jobs now, that's the, like, the world we live in, is if you've moved and you have your pension and it's sitting somewhere and you, there are there is a, an online resource, where I think you can write in your details and like your national insurance number and it'll tell you where... Um, so i will we'll put a link in the show notes if you have got a pension floating around somewhere find it and find out if you can move it like there, there might be some penalties but it's happening less and less now so move it and manage it and actively understand what's happening and it, like the thing about pensions is it's all about time and that's the thing that's quite interesting you know of having this conversation about in your 30s is the person that starts in their 20s wins that's the fact but mm. the person who starts in their 30s is gonna be in a better situation than the person who starts in their 40s like True. it's like a tree the best time you can ever start is now like if you're hearing this message for the first time then do something about it now this is not something to leave on your list and five years later come back because every single pound you put in earlier on is is making your life better in the long run
1: yeah and i i know i have pensions out there that but... I mean, they're just in the abyss, so maybe I should listen to your <laughs> advice.
0: Um, yes, find your
1: pension, Verity. <laughs> okay, you go for your test, I'll find my pension. Okay. <laughs> um, I think the other thing that um, is something that I've started to think about in my 30s and in my 20s, but I don't know if this applies to everyone because I do see some amazing young women out there, but I've started to be a, li- a little less more selfish in terms of like, the wider issues of the world so I remember in my 20s like things like global warming climate change uh, homelessness whatever you know any social issue I did have a bit of a oh well I've kind of got my own stuff to think about attitude and someone else will sort it out you know I, I need to earn money and I need to do this and, da, 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 da. and I do think that since coming into my 30s I've become a lot more aware that actually it is part of my responsibility to start doing things to help towards these yeah. these issues and challenges. Um, but you know, I d- maybe maybe this is a slight generation gap. Maybe the women that are ten years younger than us are thinking of these things in their twenties, and maybe it's the women our age that there was that gap. I don't know.
0: If you yeah, feel no, I I think your last statement was correct. I think I've been reading more and more that saying like the next generation is much more like social, social conscious. thing, mm-hmm. And they are much more interested in like the big things that's going on. I don't, I'm not quite sure why, like as a generation, maybe we're not. <laughs> I don't know like why there might be that gap and whether we were a gap between two sets or if it's just this, the next generation, you know, we all get labeled with certain things. But I would say that I think, You know, maybe is part of it was we were all really struggling when we came out of uni. Like we were in a recession and maybe actually that sort of mentality that was, you know, most people were just trying to get by. There was a Mm. lot of people. I had a lot of friends. You know, we'd all been at uni for a good couple of years. We'd all racked up a set of debt and we all came out and one, it was hard for us to get jobs. And then two, also, I suppose even if you didn't maybe your parents were suffering like it didn't really impact my parents in a sense that, like my parents never had that sort of middle class job for it then to fall apart that happened but you know there's a lot of people in the recession that that was a big people lost their houses people like loads of people got made redundant you know there's all that sort of shifts that makes i I imagine in a lot of families there was a lot of like Struggle that meant maybe that we didn't have time to be thinking about everything else that was going on because you really were just like, We need to get by and we need to get through this.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, I i do think you're right. Um, and I think it's just taken us a little bit of time to realize that it is our responsibility, and I think it's also about education now. I think we just, I think 10 years ago, if correct me if I'm wrong, Instagram wasn't around, is that right? What was that, or 2009? i don't know like
0: facebook Facebook would have been
1: maybe like five 2004 yeah so you know if we think about that in terms of mass market educating i think it's ramped up so so much um and i think that's made a massive difference and the fact that we can educate up now to our parents and Mm. you know say to them like have you thought about this why are you still doing this this way and and things like that but yeah I just thought it was interesting how and I'm a little bit ashamed really thinking back of, of how selfish I was I remember you know being somewhere and and just yeah getting loads of plastic bags and plastic straws and you know, buying plastic water bottles, and I'm, I, I'm not perfect now by any means. I, I still find it really hard. It doesn't come supernatural to me. I have to like really consciously make an effort, mm. um and I'm very much um, a convenience girl. So it's, it's question. I question. I have to question everything every day because, um yeah, it's, I'm just being honest. I do find it tricky, you know, and I've still not got um, like a. a portable cup that i take to coffee shops and stuff um and i just need to get into that rhythm and stop making excuses um but it's just some i'm trying like i'm i'm trying that's like and i'm i will get there but um but yeah i just i just feel that's quite a nice beautiful thing that i do feel like i'm part of the bigger picture now rather than just being in my own little bubble like not really caring about my actions in terms of the environment and stuff and and things like that um and i think also you know being in the entrepreneurial world you see so many initiatives going on don't you by millionaire billionaire entrepreneurs to help the world and it really encourages you to kind of want to to get to their level to like be able to do similar things so I think that's really
0: important. And I've actually been thinking about it recently, sort of on the, a bit on the other side, which was I don't have like a regular charity that I support. And I, mm. as part of my like reflection recently, I've been like, yeah, like you see these people that have big companies and they're like X percent of their like profits go to so-and-so. And I was like, who would I even want it to go to? And I was like, actually, I'm not that, like I do believe like charity, start small and you should start um, in the same way it's saving, like, start from when you don't have money so that it builds as you get more money but i was actually like i've never really spent the time to really think about the causes that are really close to my heart and therefore the charities also that i would want to support so i think it's quite interesting that yeah that's definitely been a this year thing for me that i've really been like right who should i be trying to support and what causes are really close to me so I think it is interesting that that's definitely a 30s thing and not a 20s thing I definitely mm. would not not in that headspace but you mentioned about convenience and mm. one of the things I was definitely said that's changed is like me and my mentality around time and how like time is so much more valuable and I will just would not waste it in the way I did in my 20s yeah gosh
1: yeah and that actually reminds me of like time as in like how much time did we waste like being hungover or just like pointlessly drink. like that's this is what I reflect on in my 20s like don't get me wrong I love a good glass of wine and everything but oh my gosh like I've totally changed in terms of my perspective of, of time like you said like you know I dread to think if someone totted up how many hours <laughs> I spent laying in bed watching Dawson's Creek hungover um in my 20s like and and it did carry on till like my whole 20s really Mm. like you know I kept going clubbing and to bars and all you know the classic day drinking and and yeah you I think you get to your 30s and you realize that money as tricky as it can be sometimes for some people it is in abundance and it's it's there but time is fixed you know we only have an infinite amount of time and um it's whereas money can come and go and it can grow and it can you know but time is you've got your 24 hours a day like no one can change that
0: no so <laughs>
1: yeah, you are
0: really- no i'm literally like there's no more hours as much as you could wish for more hours you can't wish for more hours but no and yeah. i i yeah i definitely think i yeah I really value time i mean what you're saying about like drinking you know for me i think I most of my drinking, to be honest, has probably been a week. It's for me. It was always like at uni, it was a week thing, and even because of my job. Like I'd probably say, eighty percent of the drink I drink is through my work. So actually, <laughs> it's true. It's, but, so it's Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday nights going to see a show and then going to a party. But it's actually, mm-hmm. in a way, means that I would go to work the next day. So I don't. I didn't actually feel like I've lost maybe as much time as the average. Yeah. It wasn't for Saturday night that I lose all Sunday. Don't get me wrong. I did that on everyone's birthday, but in general, on a week-to-week basis, I didn't have that same pattern. And I think as well, because I had done, uh, I had a dance degree where I used to literally drink and then wake up and have to be standing, spinning, turning, jumping, whatever. That having to go, having done that for years, it then meant I sort of was just like like if all you've got to do is like get on a train and go to work and type or you've got to just read this book or you've got to do this blog or whatever and I can do that like that's a lot easier than having to like spinning standing on one leg when you're hungover. it's really quite hard really quite hard I'm not gonna lie
1: I I hold my hands up to you I think that's a, a great achievement but maybe again you could do it in your 20s but in our 30s our stamina and everything just isn't quite as sharp and um I think this is when you it starts you start to think about these things more because you just think oh gosh I don't quite have that energy I don't quite have that bounce back yeah as much as I did in my 20s yeah so. I,
0: I definitely think it takes its toll I think like now when you do the long weekends like when I've been doing the Hendry's recently and like for my birthday I went out Thursday Friday Saturday and you know those sort of like now I really do think to myself I don't put something in it Nowadays, I really think to myself, I don't plan too much in the day if I'm going to do night, 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 if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Because I know that probably I can't get up at 10 and do something all day and then go out all night, which is what I used to do. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, every minute oh, counts. Every counts. I know, every minute
1: counts. Well. We'd love to hear from you guys. Like, Is there something we've missed off? Is there something that you just did not think at all about in your 20s and now you kind of hit your 30s, you're really conscious of it and you know thinking about it lots uh, we'd love to know if we've missed something out and um, so do get in touch uh, you can find us on instagram if Free are figuring it out or drop us an email all the details are in the show notes